0: today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Now, cyber attacks. Well, we talk about them a lot on the show, but the, the latest one now is that the Russians are coming to get us, and Paul Delahunty, Information Security Officer with Strive, an expert in this area, is on the line. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. How are you? So, is this scaremongering, or are the Russians coming to get us? <laughs>
0: Probably wouldn't, wouldn't worry maybe that the Russians are coming to get us, but it's it's not scaremongering either. Uh, I mean, there, there has been a huge, even Simon Coveney was in the news the other day saying there's a 25% increase. We're seeing it ourselves in the number of attacks. Like, I mean, it, it's more than doubled in what we can, what we can see in the last two weeks, and it's increasing day by day. So it's, it's a very real threat. Um, and if you think of it, Russia now is under a lot of pressure with sanctions a real and and meaningful way in which they can kind of hit back and saw chaos in the West is through cyber attacks. And we've been a victim of that ourselves with the HSE attack last year. Uh, or it might have even been the year before at this stage. I don't know what year we have uh, after everything that's been going on. But, it, it, you know, far be it
1: from, you know, in the current context to defend the Russian government. But th- there isn't necessarily evidence that the HSE attack was a state actor, is there?
0: There's, uh, you, no, there's no real hard evidence, but but I suppose the way it, the way it, it tends to operate is that there are groups within the likes of Russia, let's put it that way, um, who are allowed to act with impunity uh, as long as they're not attacking the um, the local uh, I- infrastructure okay. or the local organisations. And
1: I suppose the other thing is, you know, I mean, <clears> not that it bothers any of us at the moment, but like we have upset the Russians quite a bit, haven't we, over the last <laughs> while? And we are on the UN Security Council. They can't be thrilled about the approach that uh, Ireland is taking there. Uh, we know the back and forth with the Russian ambassador and poor ambassador was on Russian television, giving out about us as well. Uh, and then uh, uh, we won't get into uh, the issue at the gates of the embassy because it's, it's part of a court case at the moment. But but you, you see my point. So I suppose would we be up their list there of all
0: cyber targets? Oh no, we are absolutely, and and that, that was the point I was going to make too. Like, I mean, we have this kind of attitude in Ireland that ah, oh, we're friends with everyone. who who'll hurt us, who'll ever attack us. But cyber warfare is very different to you know your conventional warfare, um, and it's 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 not necessarily that uh, we're we're friends with everyone, but we're a little bit of a soft target. And as you say, but we're an important target because we're we are a member of the Euro, Euro, UN Security Council, we are a key member of the European Union as well. Um, and, and, like, I mean, if combine that with the stance we've taken against Russia, we have been quite vocal. We've, we've opened our arms, in, to a large extent, to Ukrainians coming in here lifting visa restrictions. We've, we've shown our support for Ukraine. So we are a target, yes.
1: So the point, the point that the government keeps making is that while we may be, in the strictest military sense, neutral, that when it comes to the morality and politics of this, we absolutely have picked a side.
0: Oh absolutely oh, there's there's no doubt about it. We we have we have picked a side and it's it's plain to the world as well what side yeah. we're on. Well we're, we're on the same side as 95% of the world as well. Yes yeah, of course
1: of so. course. so so the, the 25% increase you you would say as as an expert in this area is probably largely linked to the Russians or people acting on their behalf as you as you put it hitting back
0: at the west. There's there, that's part of it but there's also this the, the criminality part of it as well which is probably nothing to do with Russia per se. So the, 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 when, when there's ever there's, there's chaos in the world, and we saw it with the coronavirus pandemic as well, criminals t- tend to take advantage of that chaos as well to get in the mix. So part of that uh, increase we're seeing is due to criminality, and part of it then may be due to, um, you know, Russians going to t- take an opportunity to hit back. <clears throat> but in my view, and I think in, in the view of most cybersecurity experts at the moment, w- this is the start. W- you know, it's not that we've reached anything near a peak or anything. Okay. As the thing drags on and goes on and on and on, you know, it's it's an easy way for, for a country like yeah.
1: Russia to take back I mean, I mean, ironically, you know, and we were all probably a bit naive about this, but over the last decade or so, most people would have said that the next great war would be fought in the cyber world. You know, th- there was almost yeah. a view that the, the th- sort of physical devastation that we're seeing at the moment involving a big power like Russia was unlikely to happen. How wrong we were. But, but the truth of the matter is that cyber warfare is a a very significant tool. And I suppose the question most people, you know, either individually or as a company or whatever you might be having yourself this morning will be asking you is, can we do much to defend against this kind of sophisticated attack, particularly if it has the
0: cover of major states? Yeah, well, the, well, I suppose the the, the good news is, is that there are lots and lots of different things you can do, okay? So if we look at an individual first, like what can an individual do? I would say the first thing, first bit of advice, and if they only took away one thing from this morning, I would say adopt this attitude of zero trust. So it goes against every basic human instinct we have. But the fact of the matter is that the, the vast, vast majority of, of what we call attack vectors, the method of attack from hackers is through a thing called phishing. And that's where they're preying on your uh, you know that you will trust the link that sent you in the email or that you'll trust the email sender that you'll download something or give across information. So the best kind of defense against that without without anything technical it's just having an attitude of zero trust because at least then you're mentally you're on the right footing. You're on a defensive footing. And it might sound like a horrible way to live always not trusting anyone. But you actually have to. You have to know. Yes. You have to know
1: because, you know, and it's amazing the number of people that you talk to who think they're so wide to this. Oh, mm. there's no chance. You know, oh, DCP, yes. only Egypts get caught until uh, you're talking to them and they go, between ourselves, no saying no more, but uh, I got caught. It's amazing.
0: Oh, but it's very, very clever, you know, and, and even sometimes, you know, you could be very on top of things, but it just might catch you, you know, you might get that email that, uh, that email comes into your inbox, maybe after having a glass or two of wine at home it comes down to comes onto your phone, you don't really check it properly, oh, I a click it, and oh, there you go. Because you know, so, you're so,
1: absolutely it, right, because they can hit you in the evening on a Friday night yeah. when your, your defences are mowed down, as you say, or whatever. You just never know when it could happen.
0: You never know when it can happen, so you, you always have to be aware of that. Um, and, and the other thing as well, I suppose... There are a number of other different things that people can do. For example, it, it, we need to get away from this kind of thing of pass passwords and get into the using pass what we call passphrases because the longer a a passphrase is or a password is, the harder it is to break. But we're humans we're not we're not very good at remembering big long complicated strings of random letters.
1: So so, so maybe use something that your dad used to always say or your granddad used to always yes. say.
0: Yes, or or take a line from your favourite book. Take the take the second, the first line of the second uh, second chapter of your favourite book, or take a line from a favourite. You know, I will rise and go now and go to any Free. There you go. There is a passphrase. Take out the spaces put it all together. That's a very long passphrase. Maybe swap in a, a three for an E or a, uh, right. a, a one for an L. And there you go. You've okay. got a really, really
1: good one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, listen, look, it's all good advice. Uh, we'll definitely be talking to you again, I think, on the show over the next few months because it feels like this is going to become a bigger and bigger problem for all the reasons that you've outlined. Uh, but thanks for that. Thanks for the advice. And I hope you have a lovely St. Patrick's long weekend to a uh, great to chat to information security officer with Strive, Paul Delahunty.